0: can't put it into words because they're not allowed on the air, but it's just Mm -hmm. simply a matter of guys doing their job and
1: the ultimate. You stand with them, you're with them, and you know it could have been you. And that again is Chris Hayden, who spent years working with the Edmonton Police Service and uh now as a legislative security officer i've spoken to a number of police officers and thank you to all of you who reached out to me on on social media and on the text line um thank you so much uh it, it's good to hear from you and and that message from chris is what i'm hearing from a lot of people it's just we've all been we've all been there we've all we know how that can happen. We're going to chat now with Randy Whisker, who's a retired Ottawa police service officer, more than 30 years on the job, spent a decade in homicide. Uh, Randy, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you being here.
0: Oh, good morning, Shay, and thanks for having me.
1: Um, You know, listening to Chris and speaking with other police officers, that seems to be the thing. What what was your reaction when you heard the news yesterday? I mean, how does that hit somebody who spent so long on the job?
0: Well, you know, I certainly have to... uh you know, we, we all feel the same because uh, if you spent a full career on the on a police force, especially in a, a major city, you did your uh, uh, commensurate time on patrol on the front line, and in so doing, you we've all faced those those calls, those yeah. radio calls, whether it's a domestic or uh, other type, uh, responding to an armed robbery. Uh, you know, so that's I, I agree totally. Um, it could have happened to me anytime.
1: You know, I, I was wondering, and I'm sure, unfortunately, over the course of your career, you've attended a number of police funerals. They they, they happen, and there um, there's so much ceremony. There's so much that goes into it. Um, why? What what what's the importance of the ceremony and the procedure and the protocol that goes into a, a regimental funeral like that?
0: Well, I think it just goes to, uh, to the public standard. Um, you know, there's the, the police understand it. We're under uh, constant uh, scrutiny, uh, more so now than ever. And, uh, you know, and, and much of it uh, in a lot of cases justified, unfortunately, and maybe other times not so much. But the public at large generally hold, in my experience, and I'm sure with others, the vast majority of the public out there hold the police in high regard mm-hmm. and uh, and respect the uh, the work that they do. And uh, as yesterday, the the dangers that are constantly out there. And um, what higher tribute can you show your appreciation than that?
1: Yeah. The, the thing that struck me yesterday is the fact that, okay, so this happened and, and you know, I mean, those calls happen several times a night, every night in, an, in any major city in, in Canada or in the continent or around the world, there's calls for domestic violence, unfortunately, every night. Um, when you know that someone has lost their lives responding to one of those calls, how do you go out and do it the next day, Randy? That's the thing is like, okay, I know the risks, boy, have they ever been driven home? Uh, and yet, you still go out and you answer those calls. I mean, you are a homicide detective, all these sorts of things. How do you do that? How do you put that out of your mind?
0: Um, I don't suppose I would say I, you put it out of your mind. You uh, you process it and understand it. You, you never want to see it happen, but you know that it can. And uh, so, yeah, you go back to work the next day and it's very much in the back of your mind, or even in the forefront of your mind. But these officers, whether it happened within your jurisdiction or you hear about it elsewhere, um, you're a professional and you go back out the next day, you treat the public with respect, you you take your next call um, without prejudice, without looking down on people or feeling vengeful. You're professional and, and you're trained to uh, to do a job the right way.
1: It can't be easy. Uh, you mentioned when it happens in your jurisdiction or elsewhere, and I know that in, you know in the next week or so we're going to have police officers from all around the world in Edmonton to attend the funeral. Um, does that speak to the brotherhood? Is that symbolic? Um, you know, we hear about this brother and sisterhood, this family of policing. Does that extend coast to coast to coast?
0: Uh, absolutely. Um, because whether you're in Ottawa, Edmonton, uh, anywhere else, um, you know, the shoulder flash might change, but the job doesn't, uh, because we can all relate to what everybody else does because no matter what city you're in as a policeman, you're doing the very same job and, uh, you you face those things every day. So you completely understand what's happening to, uh, to your brothers and sisters elsewhere.
1: Yeah, we talked to your son, Brad, of course, is our content producer. We talked to him on the air yesterday about what it was like having a police officer for a dad. And, you know, that's also in the family's mind. And, you know, you've got a young family and you're answering these calls. Um, Mm -hmm. Just walk us through how you balance the risk, the concern, the fact that you know that it's there. And, I mean, it just seems to me like I I, I couldn't do it, Randy. To be honest with you, I just couldn't do it. (laughs)
0: Well, you know, it's um, you know when, when you're doing it every day, um, it makes a difference, and uh, you know you, you, you rely heavily on your training. Um, the, the the training that uh, police officers are getting today, I look at what it was like when I started. It was it was very comprehensive, but the uh, the training that, that you get now, the the advance in uh, equipment, the, the officers are tremendously uh, well equipped now. Uh, you know, use of force options, um, the the reinforcement on every on your annual training on uh, maintaining your situational awareness, your uh, your tactical approach to things. Um, so yeah, you you know, you, you feel can, equipped. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: You feel equipped. You feel like you have the tools to handle it,
0: right? Mentally and uh, and physically. Um, and you know, you can have a, a few rough shifts in a row where you got on some high risk calls, but on conversely, you can go a long stretch without anything yeah. really dangerous occurring. And and that doesn't mean you get complacent, but it just means that. It, it is a day-to-day job, and you take each day as it, as it happens.
1: Yeah, it's an extraordinary job. Uh, Randy, thank you so much for your time. Unfortunately, I've got to go, but I do appreciate you joining us this morning.
0: Well, thanks very much, and uh, all the best to you folks out there.
1: Thank you very much.